Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County FC this season. The Swords are playing at Step 6 for the first time and ground share at Binfield FC. Find fixtures at BarksCountyFC.com and get down for a game. and welcome to the Football in Berkshire podcast, a podcast about all things football in Berkshire. Uh, I'm your host, Rob Davis. I'm being joined, as always, by Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tyshurst. Afternoon. How are we both doing? It's been a little while since we've done our last uh, podcast. One of us in particular has been quite busy during that time. Uh, Tom, you want to tell everyone what you've been up to? We... We're not putting the blame for the break on you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, um, but it it's is fun. entirely your fault, Tom. Oh, I know, yeah, I as know, long as you I said know. that. I well, I did. I did record a quick podcast with Bobby Wilkinson, um, mm-hmm. which was which was good. Um, Bobby, yeah, Bobby asked if he could do a podcast, so so did that. No, I have been involved in running Bracknell Ale and Cider Festival, which takes up a lot of time, um, especially in the two weeks leading up to it. Um, so that's what I was doing. Um, it doesn't mean you guys couldn't have couldn't have done a podcast in my absence. <laughs> um, you could have had some different voices other than me going every week. Yeah, I didn't go to any games this week because I've got, <laughs> I've got a little daughter and I can't just go and do these things anymore like I used to. Yeah, you're the linchpin of the pod, Tom. That's oh, the, well, we're holding it all together. The so, one that uh, edits it is what you mean at the, yeah, for the moment. Yeah. For the moment, for the moment, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's been since we last did a podcast, but I think the best way to assess that um, gap of time is, Abby, how many shirts have you bought since we spoke to you last? Um, I actually haven't bought any. What? what? I know. <laughs> Even I'm feeling a little bit twitchy about it. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's just my... So my the time that I get paid in the month is just a weird time. So like, yeah, I'm just a little bit twitchy about the fact that it's still very far away and there's lots of shirts <laughs> that I would like to buy. And actually also I have to like pay the bills. Oh. I'd like to stay in my So as much as I'd like to spend my entire salary packet on buying shirts, I also would like to have a house to live in. So. How many shirts are in your shopping basket ready to go? And which one's going to be the priority once you uh, uh, finally get paid? I think there's maybe about four or five probably <laughs> um i mean it will not surprise you in the slightest that the cabochon one is number one on the list mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah i saw when their shirt video came out the other week i quite enjoyed it as well because it's basically all the places around me so uh yeah my local brewery my the bridge that's about two minutes from my house yes. the ferry that you can get on from about one minute from my house yeah Oh, I felt very local with that one. Yeah, it was an insane video as well. Considering like they're a Sunday League team, like it was phenomenal. Like it's yeah. better than some like Premier League outfits you see and stuff like that. So fair play to them. I, I hope you all enjoyed my article on um, why Cavisham United are just a Sunday League team. <laughs> yeah, very much. So. Yeah. I thought it was. I was. I personally was very happy with it. Yeah. No, definitely. It was right in my street. It's very sarcastic. So obviously, no, yeah, for me. <laughs> really hit our wheelhouse it did and as we're in a self-congratulatory mood uh, <laughs> one thing that we should um uh well we'd like to point out is we are how we have been nominated for three awards in the uh uh i don't know the football content awards. awards football content awards that's the one i the busy football awards yeah so we've been nominated in three categories for the football uh, football content awards, or rather, Tom and I have been nominated, or our football and Berkshire have been nominated in two, and Abby has been nominated on her own in another. We've been nominated for uh, best uh, business, 
uh, best podcast for what you're listening to now. And then yeah. Abby has been uh, list, uh, nominated for uh, best women's content provider. And? And? And we, Abby. Oh, and, well, I mean, oh, yeah. my <laughs> other podcast has been nominated as well. But Sorry, Abby. I didn't mean to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut you off there, but yes, Abby has actually been nominated for another podcast in the same category as ours. So yeah, obviously we're not giving that one too much publicity. No, it's rubbish. I've not uh, even bothered listening to it. Yeah, true story. (laughs) Uh, You can still vote for us. Votes close uh, at the end of this week. So we'd be very much uh, appreciative if you could go online and stick your name down. Tom, do you have the details to hand of where you can Um, uh, vote for us? Yes, you can go to the Football Content Awards website and there is a how to vote bit on there, but also at the bottom of any football in Berkshire article currently anywhere in the universe on the internet. at the very bottom is a box that says vote football in Berkshire for national award. And there's a little link in there that says you can vote for us by clicking here. Very good. Well, results will be announced at their um, uh, awards ceremony, which is happening this weekend. Um, we're up against some big competitions. This so weekend? I think it is. It's this not this weekend. weekend the dates this weekend and then the ceremony ah. on the 14th of October. Sorry, it's October. Oh right, yeah, it's ages away. All right, I I read that fourteenth and thought it must be this weekend. No, October it is. Ages and ages away. Okay, so you won't hear about the results for a little while, but please still vote for us. So uh, that would be very much appreciated. And considering this has been nominated for a football podcast, we should probably talk about (laughs) some football. Yes, (laughs) yeah, we should. Rather than what we've been up to for the last. I'm not sure how much I can offer. Yeah, (laughs) well. Well, let's start with the kickoff of the Women's Super League. We, uh, Reading women, got the season underway on Friday night against Manchester United. Uh, Abby's grimacing, so I uh, <laughs> can probably tell from that exactly what happened. But um, Abby, why don't you let you uh, talk through the match and the weekend's fixtures in general? Oh, do I have to? <laughs> I should know what. It wasn't even a bad game, if I'm honest. Um, we look, we look all right. We look all right. It's not the best start we wanted. Obviously, we lost 2-0. Um, Kirsty Hansen scored a screamer to open the entire weekend. So, yeah, that was decent. Also, I'm just so traumatised by Brooke Chaplin's ghost goal that I don't think I'm ever going to get over it <laughs> the rest of the season, if I'm honest. Um, lots of people have been talking about how, well, there's no VAR or goal line technology in the women's game currently. <clears throat> and Emma Hayes, as ever, is her outspoken self and says that kind of women's football once again is kind of second class because we don't have this kind of technology in it and that definitely would have helped us 100% because I am definitely sure that it crossed the line yes Tom can I so I I, whilst I am fully keen for there to be equality in men's and women's football I believe there's a fairly simple answer as to why there isn't the AR currently in women's football go for it um, I was reading about this earlier, and I believe it's to do with the fact um, that uh, it's too uh, cost prohibitive to install at the likes of Boreham Wood, um, I guess, I want to say Kingstonian, where Chelsea play, um, and all of those places. Um, because you want it, it needs to be in every, if it's going to, if you're going to have it, it's got to be in every game. It can't be like that ridiculous thing in the men's FA Cup where it's some games have it, some don't. That That is ludicrous. Either have it or don't. And I mean, I'd rather not have it, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were saying but, we're a bit but, behind men on that regard. I think. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> to be honest, I don't, like obviously, Reading are the Reading are the um, uh, what's the word the, the uh, 
pioneers in having their women's team play at the men's stadium every week. I'm not mm-hmm. sure there's even VAR set up at Reading, is there? Because they don't have it in the championship. So um, same with uh, Birmingham City women who play at Birmingham City's ground. And I think Leicester are the other team who are going to have the majority of their games. But obviously Reading were the pioneers in that. And so I think out of those three that are definitely doing it, only Leicester will have it on a regular basis. So you can't... Yeah do it and I you know I, I just I whilst I agree with you Abby if you're going to have it have it and if that meant that Reading had a goal fine I just you either have it all or not and at the moment it's not all there mm-hmm. and otherwise I'm... you end up with that stupid situation that the FA Cup had where you had a perfectly reasonable goal in one game ruled out and and all of this yeah I'm I'm not saying I don't want VAR on the women's game no, <laughs> like, I, don't. I already see how shambolic it is in the men's game so I don't want it but I, my Goal line technology is not quite as complex no. and irritating as VAR. So the only reason I mention it as well is because I would definitely argue that um, Beth Mead's second goal, she was 100% offside. And um, Peniel Harder definitely should have been red carded in that game as well for a tackle. But because we don't have that kind of technology to kind of look at those things, yeah, that kind of is where it's slightly behind. But yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not an advocate for VAR at all, but I, I will still... Just for Reading, that in that particular game, you wouldn't have minded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Maybe what? there should be like one or two a season where you can just play your <laughs> yeah. VAR card. But yeah. only, only four Reading in Reading games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the exactly. result doesn't go the way, you know, wipe something out, we just forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so on a more positive note, no, it's a good been, been a good start to this. Well, it's been obviously in terms of results, it wasn't a great start, but actually there was a, we've had kind of like a few key players not there. So um, Deanna Rose, who's just come back from the Olympics, winning the Olympics as well. Oh, she wow. was on the bench and they're still resting her at the moment as well, because obviously she's not long been back. So I'm excited to see how she does because she was quite instrumental in Canada's kind of win there as well. And she's... Yeah, she's just a great player to look at. Um, I'm going to butcher her name because I can't speak Flemish or whatever it is. But um, our newest Belgian signing, Van Van Havermat, I'm going to go for here. Um, yeah, she's come from Kinver, I think it is. She's There was a visa issue with her, essentially. So we haven't seen her yet, but I'm excited to see her as well. And who else were we missing? I can't remember who else. But no, even so, some of our new signings so are, are kind of, despite a, despite a loss, are kind of defensive back lines fairly new. So kind of Chloe Peplow and Gemma Evans, they looked really convincing as well. So, I mean, it's the first game of the season, so there's a long, old way to go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously no. not the best start, but what do you think would constitute success for Reading this year? Um... I think last time we had this conversation, I said fifth, didn't I? Yeah, I'm gonna, exactly. Hmm. I was wondering if anything's changed since then. I mean, yeah, Everton have just absolutely smashed the transfer window. I mean, even, do you know, even Leicester look very convincing. So Lost to start with, though. But well, yeah, on, but yeah. still, like, I mean, it's the first game. Oh, I don't... Uh, mm, I'm going to go... Let's go mid-table. We'll go sixth or seventh. We'll be... Good. Anything better than that will be joyous, but mm-hmm. let's be realistic. Very good. Can I have and, a pitch uh, for um, yeah. how we how we pronounce this lady's name? I don't know whether <laughs> we should really be doing this. I'm not sure this is quite on. But I so my pitch sense. my pitch yeah my pitch would be Van Havermay. Yeah, I don't. I. I just. I feel like the T at the end might be silent. But I feel like I'm not sure whether I might cut this bit out because I feel like maybe this is some sort of inappropriately cultural. 
Yes. I also eternally moan about people mispronouncing, like commentators mispronouncing people's names, and I can't, and I've just done it myself. So, yeah. yeah. Well, shoes on the other foot now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who's who have Reading got next, Abby? Oh, Arsenal at home. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of knew that, and uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have uh, stitched you up there, but it's a tough start to the season, isn't it? So, uh, yeah really tough so I mean we'll just take what we can from that game I think um yeah Arsenal just looked very very kind of on it and clinical against Chelsea and do you reckon who do you reckon they're the favourites for the season they're more oh well Chelsea got much hope as well I think it's going to be very tight this season between the three of them because they've all made such brilliant signings and like it's you look at the starting eleven, you're like, God, that that looks great. And then you look at the bench, and you're like, Oh my, they, they've got yeah, them yeah. to bring on. So like Chelsea against Arsenal, they brought on like Frank Kirby and Sam Kerr. Like I mean, they didn't have as enough of an impact as they should have done. But yeah, like so you've got Peniel Harder, who's the most expensive women's footballer in the world, and you've benched her, and Frank Kirby's coming on for her. Like it's it's mad. And like City's injury list is quite kind of significant at the moment but when they're back from injury it's there yeah they're going to be insane as well and just Arsenal have made some really great signings as well and you can already see the kind of link up between Miedemar and um, Iwabuchi as well like from when they were at Bayern together so yeah it's going to be a very exciting season I think yeah not sticking your neck out I like that Um, (laughs) yeah it looks like uh, one of the title contenders will be at uh, Reading this weekend so uh, get yourself down to the Madstad Mm. and uh, give uh, Reading women some support. Um, Okay, moving on. There was some other football, obviously, this weekend. There's been quite a lot of football since we spoke to you last. But uh, perhaps the premier competition for the non-league clubs that was on this weekend was the FA Cup. Uh, We had two representatives uh, still in the competition, Bracknell Town and Ascot. Both had tricky away ties to Isthmian South East Division sides. And unfortunately, both of them were um, defeated in the end. Uh, Bracknell Town going down 2-0 to Burgess Hill. Burgess Hill. And Ascot going down 1-0 to Hythe. So, uh, unfortunately, two, two pretty strong efforts against some good sides from what it looked like. But uh, no one's through at the moment. Uh, did you get any of the recap from any of the games Tom yes so it it was I think it was um it was one of those afternoons for Bracknell I I don't know much about the Asker game but um Bracknell lost Mark Scott uh after about half an hour he's injured um I've got a call with Bobby Wilkinson later to just try and find out some more information um it, it was nil-nil. Um, obviously, it doesn't necessarily um, mean that the, the the lad who came on, Joe Whiter, who's replaced Scott in goal before, um, he is a goalkeeper himself, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, the, the goal... And then Bracknell had uh, Temi a weaker sent off yeah. um, on about the hour mark for what... And I, I'm always nervous about what I say about these because I didn't see the challenge and I've not seen um, any video of the challenge. But by all accounts, um, that was the reason that the Burgess Hill Town player finished the finished the day in hospital. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I don't know just the what surrounding the challenge. But, yeah, so Bracknell finished without their, their first-choice goalkeeper and arguably one of the best goalkeepers at their level and were missing their centre-back as well by the end of the game, although they were 2-0 down by the time he was sent off. Yeah. So, From what I've read on 
on and around about the uh, challenge that ended in uh, the injury to the Burgess Hill player. Um, it sounded like it was something fairly innocuous, both of them going for a ball in right. the air and committed. Uh, it wasn't anything too malicious. And in fact, the referee had played on and uh, for a little okay. while without actually realising and then perhaps um, gave a red card due to the extent of the injury. But again, okay. like you, I'll caveat that with saying I didn't see any of it, but that seems to be the general reading of the... Um, yeah, I, the I saw... What I've seen from quite a few sources now. So. I saw a couple of posts that said horrendous challenge, but you just oh, yeah. like you, you just don't know without actually watching it. I don't know why you would go and say, I don't want to watch it. Um, if it was, if it was, you know, whatever it was, you know, it's happened, the guy's been sent off and, you know, we wish... The, the, the lad, I think his name was Andy. We wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and, and obviously, High um, is defeating um, uh, Ascot in the other game. Ascot playing a team from the step above. Always going to be a bit tricky. Um, and But it sounded like they put in quite a valiant effort there. And uh, it was just one one unlucky goal. Uh, yeah, I think a, um, George Locke could have, could have equalised at the death. Yeah, it was quite... Uh, yeah, I heard there was quite a lot of uh, action right at the end. Yeah, free-scoring fullback George Locke. <laughs> uh, he also was involved in the goal line clearance as well to keep yeah. the side in it at nil-nil. So, you know, all action. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, can we talk about the draw? We can talk about the draw. Um, I, I, the I, next I, item I, on the agenda. <laughs> oh, is it? Sorry, I missed that. Uh, I haven't looked at the agenda at all. Sorry, <laughs> Abby, what did you say? I said the derby draw. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is uh, according to Ollie, and I'm not. This is not Ollie Bellis's fault. He is just a messenger, but he suggested that the second qualifying round of the uh, FA Cup, uh, the draw for that, would be regionalised, as are a couple more rounds yet. So, so naturally, out of the hat comes the uh, the fantastic, legendary local derby of uh, Hungerford Town versus Truro City. Oh yeah, repeat um, of last season's uh, game at the same the same time. Yeah. Oh right, um, yeah, it's that that well that well worn um, <laughs> local derby that uh, that is West Berkshire versus Cornwall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that was the first game of last season. Or yes, first game of the Dan- competitive game of the uh, Danny Robinson era last season, and it didn't go very well for um, Hungerford. They lost four 0 but uh, uh, this time they've gone at home. And I think that was a bit of a surprise result because Hungerford then went on to do pretty well at uh, step two and Truro are yeah. step three. Um, but uh, yeah, I think when they say regionalised, I think it's currently north and south. Uh, so yes. that's about as far as the regional regionalisation I believe, if, um, I believe if I uh, believe if Truro fans jump on the jet black from Cornwall through Newbury, they can jump on jump off at Hungerford. Um, it's only about seven hours. <laughs> yeah, make sure you've got a good book with you if you're coming to that one. <laughs> Several books, I think. Well, you yeah, can listen to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. How many times? Uh, half an hour. So what? Six times you could probably listen to this podcast. Well, you've just listened to all of them, couldn't you? Back to back to back. True. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So uh, uh, as we intimated there, step two sides have come into the competition of the FA Cup. Hungerford, as we mentioned, are drawn at home to Truro. They repeat or a reverse rather of the uh, last season's fixture at the same time. Uh, Slough Town were drawn at home to Whitehawk. Didn't uh, get Dartford. Didn't get Dartford. They are one. Yeah, <laughs> Much to under disappointment, I'm sure. That was yeah. excellent, that tweet as well. 
So uh, we just yeah. need to know if we're playing Dartford home or away. Yeah. <laughs> the great anticipation of it, I think yeah. it said. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this is backed up by anything, but I kind of feel like over the last few seasons, the uh, Berkshire teams have been drawn away in the FA Cup and well, FA competitions in, yeah. uh, in general. Definitely. Um, been away more than they've been at home. So to have two home games from the two sides remaining or coming into the competition at this stage is, uh, is good to see. Um, those games take place on the weekend of Saturday the 18th of September. So get down to Slough, get down to Hungerford and follow some FA Cup action. Right. Uh, after that, we have... Um, Tom will be able to tell us, because he hasn't looked at the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Go on. ...running order, but we've had a few more games this uh, weekend and over yes. the last few weeks. Lots of results, lots of late goals, as your uh, um, article uh, yes. told us, Tom. Wasn't that uh, Richard Milan pick fantastic from Eversley, oh, California? What absolutely, pick. yeah. Um, so, do you want to go through the results of those games? or? Uh, um, you... Well, I think we probably best just skip past the Combined Counties Premier Division North results, hadn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it did not so go great. well. Um, and I'm including in this the teams that are just outside of Berkshire that we cover. But I think it was 13 goals against, zero scored. Yes. Um, you had Hollyport nil, Edgware three, Tadley nil, Hanworth Villa three, Virginia Water nil, North Greenford United four, and Wembley three, Wokingham and Embrook nil. Yeah. It was not great. No, not a great weekend. But uh, like you mentioned, the men. El- not a great weekend for the men. For oh, the no, men. Right. Yeah, are oh, we coming on to that? We did mention the uh, uh, it was the Premier Division North. <laughs> Don't me to us. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, in the uh, Combined Counties uh, League Division 1, there were some better results. As you mentioned, the Everything yes. in California late goal there um, gave him a 3-2 win over uh, table-topping Rainers Lane. They were top of the table at the start of play. They're, uh, they're down to second now. Um, but, yeah, Eversley in California looking pretty good this year. And one of the uh, one of the sort of very bright spots in, the, in that division for a sort of, again, inverted commas, Berkshire side or the Berkshire sides. <laughs> Um, so yeah, check out the photo on that. Another one of the high flying teams in that division, Wallingford, kept their uh, kept their results going with a six two win over British Airways. So yeah, they were flying they're flying along as well. And actually, as you mentioned, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. I was trying to let that slide through, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah uh, Tom's prediction at the beginning of the season of, of Wallingford being one of the teams to watch seems to be coming to fruition, Tom. Fantastic. Watch them fall away now. I noticed they've got Charlie Silston back as well. I don't know whether he's been away, but he's certainly scored a hat-trick at the weekend. Yeah, so Charlie Silkston's been one of, if not the top goal scorer at that level for uh, the last couple of seasons. So to have him back, if he is back, or to have him back in the goals is certainly going to help yes. uh, Wallingford as the season goes on. I was at Woodley versus Barks County, game yep. that finished 3-2 to Woodley. I think that was slightly surprising. Barks County started the season pretty well and uh, Woodley were um, sort of further down the table, but Woodley, I thought, were pretty good for their win in the end and uh, uh, they'd hit the post a couple of times before, or they'd hit the post once, both sides had hit the woodwork before the first goal went in, but it wasn't a lot to write home about in the first hour of the game and then... Um, it all came alive. In fact, uh, yeah, uh, Carmichael scored directly for a free, from a free kick for Woodley and 
Barks County replied so quickly that I hadn't actually looked up from sending my <laughs> goal Woodley tweet to actually know who it was he scored. But uh, yeah, some late goals, late drama, and um, yeah, some really nice goals as well. I think a couple of them are floating around on social media. So uh, if you can search them out uh, for for the Woodley goals I'm talking about, then well worth a watch. So I think I've uh, seen one of those this morning, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a really great Datchet goal as well. I think it might have been in the in the Thames Valley Sunday League. It was a really good overhead kick. Oh, nice. um, have a look look out for that one. I think that's on it's on one of the Datchet um, social media accounts. It's a really really nice overhead kick. I think it's the Datchet account that's green. The icon is green. I think. Oh okay. Uh, well, yeah, lots of good goals going in. And uh, yeah, good to see. And as Abby is chomping at the bit to talk about the uh, women's <laughs> results as well, cutting in on the men's, uh, we'll uh, we'll let her uh, <laughs> let her have at it. Um, what was the pick of the ties? Mainnet or uh, uh, yeah, they're probably the best results of the weekend. Do you think? Yeah, and I just so happened to go and watch that game as well. I saw. Yeah. Eventually. So- God, filled um, up my WhatsApp box all afternoon with. I don't know if I'm going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tom, you're probably baiting me out today. What is I'm trying, well, I'm trying to, into, uh, you know, I get this from you all the time in WhatsApp. So I, I just thought it's only fair that I put it out there in public. Thank the you so much. As if public. you don't do exactly the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So I was due to play my own fixture this, this opening weekend for the Thames Valley Counties and Southern Region Um kind of setups um but unfortunately our position couldn't build a team so i had a spare sunday which was uh, a rare one when the football mm. season starts so i thought i'd make the most of it and i popped down to watch maidenhead play at york road um they've got a new manager as well so <clears throat> um it's all kind of changed there which is really exciting and yeah it was a great game um so they played pool town ladies and i mean there wasn't much that they weren't weren't really good at to be honest they dominated every kind of area of the game really Paul Town didn't really have much chance at all I think their keeper had uh, Maidenhead's keeper maybe had one kind of shot to save in the first half and maybe two or three in the second but yeah no a really kind of dominant performance and just yeah just some really nice football to watch actually and Nicole Barrett she's just like she's insane she just absolutely runs that right wing and yeah, she just I've, I've lost count of how many shots at goal she had as well. She's and she scored two, so yeah, just really great, just a really kind of cohesive team performance, really. And like the communication was good as well, which is kind of I think it gets a bit lost sometimes in women's football. Was that kind of well, in my team, especially everyone's very loud off the pitch, and then sometimes it gets a bit quiet on the pitch. So actually, it was really nice to kind of um hear the communication between the team, and yeah, it's just a really kind of solid performance. So they ended up winning 4 0, so yeah. They're not doing too badly. I think they currently sit seventh in the table. Their their division's quite competitive, though. So, yeah, yeah. it's a good one to keep an eye on. But then generally just across the rest of the board, so we'll kind of forget about the Reading score. But, yeah, so Reading Friday night 2-0. And then um, there was 13 teams in action from Berkshire yesterday. So there was five wins, three draws and five losses, I think it was. So kind of an even match across the board. But... Um, yeah, I think Maidenhead, they've kind of scored... Oh, actually, no, Tilehurst Panthers was yeah, nice. I was about to say, weekend. that's the one you've got to call out, surely. Yeah, that was just, just the 11-0. Um, yeah. So they have moved this wow. season. Yeah, they... Well, so they were um, relegated this season. So they were okay. in Division 1 south of the Southern Region and they're now in Division 1 of 
um, the Thames Valley. So not entirely surprising that they've kind of started off, but 11 goals is pretty impressive. So that puts um, Leah Y kind of top of the top of the table for most goals. She scored, scored four in that game. I think I'm pretty sure she was top three, like top scorers last season as well across the Thames Valley as well. So that's not surprising at all. She's a prolific goal scorer. Um, Emma Hopkins from Caversham as well. They they lost two, no, three, two in the end, but she scored, I think probably going to be the fastest goal of the entire season. Actually, she's put, put the Caversham up one nil um, in, in the first minute. So I'm assuming she's quite good at kind of, just striking from distance and just lobbing the keeper a lot of the time. I've seen a couple of goals where she does that. So yeah, I think that was probably what that was, I imagine. Um, what else is there to consider? Um, Any early season um, good performances from the women's teams in general? Anyone top of their league and looking strong? Or is, the, uh, is it too early to tell in a lot of these divisions? I think Slough might be top of their table, possibly. So they've just been promoted to Division 2 from 3 East. So I think they might have gone top of the table, possibly. But both their sides won yesterday as well. So that's obviously they've. So their their rebel side they've moved from um, my division, Free South, across to Free East, um, and they've got a new management team there as well. So yeah, just a kind of really great overall sort of start for both those style teams. And also um, there was a post went out this week from me because they're also now both playing at Arbor Park as well, which is really great. So that kind of cements the kind of one slough sort of thing that they've got going on at the club. So yeah, that's just a kind of really great initiative they've got going there. So yeah, I think slough are going to be interesting to look at. Um, there wasn't actually that, m- there's, well, as I said, there was only 13 kind of teams in action yesterday and we've got 28, I think it is across so yeah there was a few teams who didn't play yesterday there's some postponements and stuff like that and then where there's kind of uneven um teams in a lot of the divisions obviously someone's always going to miss out on a game so yeah there's plenty more to come yeah i think it's too early to say anything about any kind of teams to be looking out for at the moment but yeah a good start to the season i think very good well uh as we look back on the uh last weekend's results and the starts of the season in various divisions probably time to look ahead to the fixtures we've got coming up this week and this weekend um probably the premier uh premier competition is the fa vars that kicks off this weekend uh all the clubs in berkshire it's step five and six are involved actually that's not true Uh, some have buys into the next round um but uh step five and six clubs get involved um Starting on Friday night between, with Eversley and California versus uh, Virginia Water, two of our sort of, in brackets, Berkshire clubs that uh, we cover here. But a nice one to get things going on uh, Friday evening if anyone's looking for some football to go to uh, that night. Uh, Tom, are there any particular fixtures in the um, FA Vars that stand out for you? Um, I think that... Um... I think that Windsor, Kensington and Ealing Borough could be very interesting. Yeah. Just so and any Windsor fans listening to this you'll have to uh, you'll have to forgive me I was not expecting the emergence of Lindell Stewart <laughs> but I thought perhaps there could be a little bit of a uh, a surprise on here Kensington and Ealing Borough in Division 1 of the Combined Counties League. Um I don't think that anymore. Um, Lindell is the top scorer in the Combined Counties League Division, sorry, Premier Division North. Um, in all competitions, he's second to Harry Laughlin of Ascot. Um, he scored seven in six, so that's a that's a brilliant start to the season. Um, I think that could be just a really good game. Um, yeah. 
I know Kensington and Ealing were one of our. Well, Rob, you'd suggested they were they were one of the favourites for Division One yeah. um, at the start of the season. I confess I have no idea how they've started the season after all that, but they did play a couple of FA Cup games. They've actually lost three games already this season, so I'm I'm wondering maybe whether actually now Windsor should go straight into this and 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 be be looking to be in the hat for the for the next for the next uh, for the next round. Um, I also think perhaps, um, what are we looking at? Uh, Broadfields, Hollyport, that'll be a tough one. Broadfields beat Reading City in the FA Cup. Yes. Um, and Reading, oh no, it was Ascot that beat Hollyfield, uh, Hollyport, sorry. Yes, it was, so yes. It nice loop there, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> um, and just, uh, if I can just flag the buys, it's AFC Aldermaston, Tadley, Caliva and Woodley United have buys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this Reading City v Cribs is interesting one as well. That yeah. could be um, and then that coming could over be from Bristol. Yeah, very little about them. Um, yes, so I'm actually going to see Windsor tonight. I think. Oh, are you playing at home in the league um, ah. against Burnham, which could be a that could be a good, good game today. as well. Yes. Yeah. So Windsor on tonight at Stag Meadow. If anyone's got a free evening, we'd highly recommend going down there because, like you say. Emergence of Stewart's as uh, a, um, top, a good goal scorer for Windsor gives them a really um, good chance to sort of add to uh, add to the area that they were a bit weak in last year, perhaps in the goal scoring. And also, I'd recommend Windsor because they haven't kept a clean sheet yet, and they've scored in every game. So <laughs> uh, now that I'm going tonight, it's going to be nil nil. Yes, but, uh, yeah. So far, they've uh, been good for goals in Windsor. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad you're going tonight. That's good. Yes, very good. Uh, Abby, any of the games there that you're particularly uh, keen to pick out? Um, have you got one on your mind for Saturday that you fancy going along to? Mm, I'm actually not having a football Saturday for once. Oh, I wow. Am otherwise engaged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a uni reunion, actually, with the girls ah. I went to uni with, yeah. So it's been 10 years since we went to uni, so... Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I will not be uh, footballing on Saturday this weekend for once. Uh, well, I've got one of them coming up in a few weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to do the same. But I can cover you this weekend. Uh, one I'd look out for is um, basically just because I like the uh, the name of the team they're playing. Javi are actually playing at six o'clock this weekend because both they and their um, hosts, Burnham, who Charvi uh, Grand share at, they've both been drawn at home in the bars. So Burnham are playing first at three o'clock and Charvi are playing Rothwell Corinthians, who I know very little about, but I do enjoy their name. Um, <laughs> they're playing at uh, six o'clock on Saturday. So if you were minded to, you could get, get to games on uh, Friday evening, uh, Saturday, three o'clock is normal. And then the Charvi game at six o'clock too. So Plenty of Berkshire-based football for you to uh, get your teeth into this weekend. Fantastic. There's women's football as well, let's not forget. Oh, I'm coming on to that. Don't worry. I'm, it's, only, <laughs> it's only in this point in the running order because they all the games play on Sunday. Okay, so, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'll stop being a brat now. I really <laughs> enjoy I really enjoy when Abby gets uppity about, the, <laughs> about women's football somewhere because she thinks that... Um, uh, they're doing it down doing it on purpose and it's actually just based on the fact that that's the order the days of the week go <laughs> yeah. oh tom you don't even know what the running order is right now anyway it's <laughs> right front, i've got it right in front of me it's a little bit like um if i can just go back into beer festival mode for a second um there was allegedly um we we put so we got we bought we brought in some portaloos to the toilet for for people to go to the loo obviously not enough and um, that was one of the big points that the people <laughs> raised not enough but um we put uh, male and female uh, posters on 
on the toilet. So there were six for men, six for women. And allegedly someone later on during the day, uh, I just, no, not allegedly, my wife saw it. I think I trust her as a source. Um, someone came along, ripped them all down and shouted, this is sexist and some expletive um, and tore them down. Uh, oh, okay. She just told me what it was uh, that was that was said. Um and do you like so okay fine fair enough um but the actual reason that we put those up there was because just just personally um i know from experience what blokes can be like when they've had a few drinks and they try <laughs> to go to the loo and we just felt that perhaps a, a woman would not be that keen on following a fella uh, after he's been to the loo that that was the simple reason um, and and you know anyway, it had nothing to do with Abby really, but it just uh, <laughs> just me. It wasn't Abby, I don't think. That no, I'm aware it was of. not me. No, I was too busy on the bar, Tom. Oh, there that's true. That's very true. But it made me laugh, and I like it when Abby gets up a tea about simple uh, things like days of the week. Yeah, well, as tempted Sorry, as Abby. I am to skip over, as tempted <laughs> as I am to skip no, over no, the women's fine. fix just now, and uh, just uh, wind up having that way, Abby. I'm going to get an email afterwards. Going <laughs> yeah, worded. And yeah, HR. So, women's fixtures on Sunday, uh, or <clears throat> any day of the week. Uh, which, uh, no, which probably we're we only allowed to play on Sunday anyway. Exactly, yeah. At 2pm. Yeah, That's exactly. it. No other space. No. For um, anyone looking for a game on Sunday, uh, 2pm. which ones would you uh, look, look to recommend? Well, uh, FA Cup kicks off this weekend, which is it very does. exciting. First round qualifying. Um, our very own Caversham United will play host to Warminster Town Ladies. Um, so, yeah, that should be really exciting. That is the, this is their first ever FA Cup game as well. So um, And their first home game at Maple Durham as well. So lots of firsts there. Um, and, yeah, so it should be interesting. Um, obviously, they haven't started the league quite how they wanted after the success of their pre-season. But, yeah, it should be interesting. I'm pretty sure as well that um, Warminster kind of play in the West kind of ver- like regional version of um, where we play. Actually, no, they must play a league above. Oh, I have researched it, I promise. There, there's a post <laughs> coming out on it. It will be more explanatory than what I'm trying to say right now. But yeah, anyway, go and watch Caversham in the FA Cup if you want at Maple Durham. Um, also, Maidenhead are also in cup action as well. So the Women's National League Cup is being um, kicked off this, this weekend. They are away to Bridgewater United. Um, and then there's all the kind of Southern region, Thames Valley kind of goodness as well. So actually in the Southern region, we've got a little bit of kind of a Berkshire derby. It's Ascot versus Woodley. So that'll be a good one. Mm. There was, I think I watched them in the summer, actually, and it was a really evenly matched game. It was really nice. Um, they're, Woodley's captain, Ellen Surtees, is a free kick specialist as well. So um, hopefully there'll be a few of those to watch. Um, and then I think there's actually quite a few Berkshire teams away this weekend. So there's not that yeah. much action kind of in in the in the county besides kind of Division Three South. That's where we kind of dominate in terms of Berkshire teams. So um, I myself will be in action against Caversham. And incidentally, they are the team that I scored my first ever goal against. So. Oh, has oh. the squad been announced, has it? Are you in? Yes, I think so. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe not. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's lots of games to go and see, basically. Um, so if you just look for fixtures list on Football and Berkshire website, and there's plenty for you to peruse there if you'd like nice. to go and see some some games. It'll be up later in the week. Um, it's there um, already, Rob. Don't you? Oh, it's there already for the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well done. I haven't Thank read you. that one yet. 
I was just going. Uh, I wish I had. I was going off all the uh, different websites for the uh, <laughs> oh, God. for the games here, trying to read through it. But yes, well Rob, it's there on the front page. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> good work, Abby. That's why you've been nominated for an award. And uh, I was yeah. going to say we haven't, but we have, Rob. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> very good. It's very indiscriminate. This awards process. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Abby's done the work. I mean, uh, any, you do the work, you don't do the work, you still get nominated, all good. There you go. And we're still get an email again, aren't I? So I can please. see Ab- Abby's writing an email already. I'm going to be furious. Well, I'm just going to save this for at some point in later on in the season, possibly. Maybe when we're in person as well. I, just thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to save for an employment tribunal for us. <laughs> no, you'd have to slides. be paid for that to be a thing. <laughs> and have a contract or something, I would imagine. <laughs> I do this out of the love of my heart. There we go. Don't we all? Yes, exactly. Talking about uh, supporting and uh, getting behind uh, the football in the county, uh, one of the things I've missed from our running order is the the article we put out this week about the attendances for the non-league crowds this season so far. Uh, In the men's game, uh, because the women's game had kicked off, it was slightly a later start to their season, uh, there have been some... uh, large increases in the attendances at games, especially at steps four, five and uh, six. Um, We saw on the bank holiday Monday, Binfield uh, versus Bracknell drawing a crowd of 671, which yes, it was on a bank holiday Monday in a local derby, but that is still pretty impressive for a game at step four, uh, was one of the larger attendances at step four that week. Um, It's been uh, Thatcham as well, pulled in 451 so they, with their game with Basingstoke on the same day. And Ascot, on the, their opening uh, game of the season in the FA Cup against Hollyport, brought in 450 um, for a step... Well, it's a step five, two step five teams in the FA Cup. So there's some real attendances coming in this season. Any idea why do you think um, we've seen such a rise, Tom? Um, I, I've got a few theories, but they're, they're kind of like cause I, I posted it on a on a Facebook group to do with um, uh, to do with grassroots football, to do with non-league football, and someone pointed out that well, it's, of course they're of course they're big crowds. There's like there's only Reading, and that's that's it. That's the only other thing yeah. that people possibly go to. That's, I mean, these crowds are bigger than ever. Yeah, you know, that's the, always are, been the case, isn't it? Yeah, Reading, the, Reading being that's the not, only local side. That's, that's not changed. What has changed is that these crowds are much, much higher than they have been over the last few years. Um, and I and I guess because, you know, like with that close to London, people will go to Chelsea or Spurs or Arsenal or whoever else it is, that, that Fulham, whoever it is. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean... Bracknell and Binfield are not poorly supported, so you're always going to get a decent crowd for that. Um, But, you know, some of the other crowds, I think it's just a case of people uh, are interested, are getting more interested in local football. I'm not saying it's solely down to to FIB, but, you know, there is, you know, there there are, (laughs) I might be saying that, I'm not really saying that. Um, But I do think that, um, you know, I do think there's a big interest in in local football at the moment and partly possibly helped by a certain cup run at the end of last season that probably helps um but also just people i, th- I, I suspect maybe people aren't keen on going into london at the moment to yeah. to watch games there uh, the the test will be in december are we still getting 
three, yeah, four hundred people at games, or when when Bracknell play uh, some team from the other side of London, or Bimfield bring uh, someone from the other side of London, or or somewhere else to home, then it'll be interesting to see what happens then. I think the the crowds in the combined counties league are always going to be decent. Everybody's close yeah. together. But yeah, the, the crowds are. It, it's it's not a case that oh well, you know they're always like this. These are these are significant crowds, bigger than than we've had in the last few years. Yeah, I think uh, you've got to give the clubs a lot of credit as well. Mm. Uh, you know, they're providing um, entertainment both on and off the pitch. You know, you go to a lot of the clubs around Berkshire Way now. They're really welcoming, friendly, and fun places to watch a game of football. I think uh, Abby's the best. Abby's probably as a as a newbie. Abby's probably the best person to yeah, absolutely, kind of yeah. either agree or disagree with you. No, I agree. I think as well with kind of obviously when we were in lockdown with the pandemic and stuff, we only had the Premier League and stuff, like that, didn't we? Mm. I think it was just every single day, wasn't it? We just got so oversaturated with Premier League, and I think where the kind of there's there's so much distance between kind of the everyday person and the footballer and like the kind of corporate world of the Premier League and stuff like that. That actually the idea that you can probably jump in your car and be like at a ground in ten minutes and you can take twenty quid with you and probably come home with change after paying for a ticket and, and a drink or two and probably something to eat rather than the kind of chaos and the faff of the Premier League and kind of the kind of lower sort of elite kind of products is actually far, far more appealing to people. Yeah and hopefully it continues because like I say I think you know a lot of clubs like uh, you mentioned about Binfield's cut run at the end of last season um, but a lot of the clubs in Berkshire have had some pretty good seasons over the last couple of years. Mm, we saw that will help. Uh, yeah, we saw both uh, Wokingham and Embrook and Hollyport promoted last year um, after having two good seasons back to back. And I was at Wokingham and Embrook on uh, Tuesday night for their game against Ascot, and they did. Um, they had a bigger attendance than all but one games on the uh, uh, um, the Bank Holiday Monday in the Combined Counties League. So, you know, they're pulling in good figures as well. And uh, Bracknell have been very good, one of the favourites for the division. Uh, Thatcham looked like they've got a good side this year and, and so do Binfield, you know, um, and and we were mentioning how good Eversley and Wallingford, among others, have been in the combined counties this league. So it's not just, uh, yeah, it's not just the sort of um, welcoming atmosphere off the pitch, which a lot of clubs provide in the area and, you know, very happy to sort of represent them because uh, uh, because of how good they are with fans and, you know, what a good representation they are. But it's also on the pitch, you know, you get to see some pretty decent football and uh, have a, a good afternoon out. I think um, social media has a little bit to play with it as well. Cause, um, absolutely. Kind of, a lot of clubs kind of are becoming a little bit more kind of active with how they use their social media. So it just oh. makes them kind of more accessible and kind of more approachable and stuff like that. So when you see them kind of engaging with you like online, you think, oh, yeah, I will go kind of pop down and go and see that. And it is that idea that you can just pop down and go and watch them play. So even kind of the Sunday sides as well, stuff like that, obviously, we know like how well kind of campaigns go with them, Cavisham, for example. Yeah. yeah, just makes them far more appealing to go and kind of watch because you think, oh, yeah, well, I've spoken to the chairman on Twitter and then I might as well go and watch him play. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, long may that continue and hopefully we will see some more big attendances as the season goes on. Uh, right, uh, any other business from either of you this afternoon? Abby? No, I think I've done enough running today. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. At least we've allowed you to get some things off your chest there. But, uh, uh, Tom, have you got anything else that's going to no, get you I'm in good. trouble with Abby? I'm, I'm, no, I, I'll, I'll probably, but I'll probably think about it. I might add it on the end later. 
see if she notices. Yeah, I will exactly, notice, yeah. Tom. I will notice. I'm sure it will come <laughs> up in the WhatsApp group later. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. This has been the Football in Berkshire podcast. Um, uh, thank you again for voting for us in the Football Content Awards. Uh, the polls are still open till the end of the week. But uh, without trying to drag this on for too long, uh, it's time to say goodbye. So, Tom, you could say goodbye. Bye. Abby, say goodbye. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Barks County FC this season. The Swords are playing at Step 6 for the first time and ground share at Binfield FC. Find fixtures at barkscountyfc.com and get down for a game.